Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What are you? Uh, what are you so freaked out about, man? What's going on? <laughs> Had to make a quick bathroom pit stop before we got started on Bark After Dark tonight. Man, I, 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 I've had some gremlins over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's going you. on. I, I had gremlins in my body yesterday. Now I got gremlins in the in the uh, in the old PC. It's a bad. child's a child's sickness. You yeah, suffered sure. from. I've 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 been with you in the in the in the hospital. Well, let's not come on now. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Hey, I mean, at least you didn't like like we talked about in last episode. At least you didn't, you didn't get t boned and eye cut open and have to walk to the hospital. That was a good. No day. doubt. Yeah, no doubt, so. man. Just us tonight, man. And uh, we wanted it that way. Uh, you know, we um. I always hate to promise things to folks, but we got Brandon Adams coming on next week. Uh, if Brandon is a man of his word, and I'd have a hard time believing anybody else would be a more man of their word. So Brandon's coming on next week. Could have come on this week, but we thought it would be good to kind of parse it out and, and get to a point where, you know, we got a you know, we get finite number of guests out there, man. We've uh, we've been lucky to get who we've gotten thus far. We're 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 only a show or two away. Humility is a week away. <laughs> as Smart says, and and we hadn't got turned down yet, but but it may be coming. Oh, well, yeah, and uh, listen, like you said, what an incredible slate of guests we had for this first run, man. I mean, we open with you and I. We cut, we get just uh, what Ross, Dean, Dan Inman, uh, Andy Staples comes on with us. I mean, just knocking it out of the park left and right, man. Uh, what an incredible slate! Go back and check out the previous episodes of Bark After Dark if you haven't done that, and. Um, but I gotta say, man, I'm a little bit excited to just have a little little Jake on Jake tonight. Yeah, for the whole show, <laughs> for the whole show, for the and whole show. Uh, just kind of preview what's going on. Uh, we're gonna do what we normally do at the front of the show. Uh, then we've got um, what I think is uh, is a nice little draft. We got a little five round draft um, that Roos and I are gonna go head to head on. And uh, honestly, I couldn't really plan it out a whole lot because. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what Roos is going to do here. And then, uh, obviously at the end, we got Jake on Jake, uh, coming up with a question out of right field, left field, center field, right center field, whatever you want to call it. Do you and, think about uh, those? Do you think about those before we do them? Do you, yeah, do you, do you yeah. pre-plan a little bit? Yeah. And like I told you, I, like I told you here recently, I think the one, um, that, uh, that I told you about, you know, that, that I asked you. Um, was it this past time where I said, I, I think my question going forward for our guests is, 
hey man, face down in a ravine, they find you. You're dead. Yeah. You get to pick. You get to pick your musical. You know, you get to pick your musical performance at your funeral. Who you going with? And I think that's going to be my my that's pick from here on out. That's a good one. Yeah, because I, I listen. I, I I I switch up on it every all the time. Like uh, my wife and I, it was our 11th anniversary on Friday. And uh, we went to Revival Hall Tap Room in uh, in Jefferson. I thought you were Jefferson. just going to say Revival. And nah, I was, was going to say that's pretty unexpected, to be honest. No, nah, we didn't go to the Tent Revival. We went to Revival Hall Tap Room. It's a really cool place. Um, no snake handling um, there. Uh, there were people bringing their dogs inside. I think one of the dogs got stepped on at one point and scared us all to death. But there was this dude that was really talented. He was covering a lot of uh, – you know how I am about pop rock, man. About like '90s pop rock, and uh, I love it. I love it. Aren't, so we, aren't much. we all though? Aren't yeah, we all really? Gosh, at the end so of the day, so good. It's so good. And uh, he played a lot of like Matchbox Twenty. He played some Third Eye Blind. I think he he, he threw some Rusted Root in there, which was awesome. Um, uh, there was uh, oh oh, and he hit me. He hit me somewhere. It felt deep in my soul because it was. A, you asked me the album I'd listened to the most. And I didn't think of this album, but Dizzy Up the Girl oh, by Goo Dolls. I listened to that album on loop. At, what, I mean, what, what, which one did he play though? Uh, he played. Oh, he played Black Balloon. Oh, Black played, Balloon's um, a great song. He played Black Balloon. He played Slide. He played Acoustic Number Three. Which uh, were Broadway. Cool. Broadway is the Broadway underrated cut it. from that album, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I think. Uh, Broadway or Black Balloon are probably my favorite. Um, but uh, yeah, those are that's a great album. Um, but yeah, that so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, hearing him sing those songs that kind of had some nostalgia, I was like, oh man, I might would, you know, I don't know, I might would have, uh, I might would have Hootie and the Blowfish or somebody get my get to my album. Uh, no, D, no, uh, Dean Leggy at my funeral if uh, if I could get Darius Rucker to sing at my funeral, I think Dean would have to skip it. We uh, one of the one of the songs that uh, one of my local watering holes has been playing uh, the last couple weeks, and I don't know why, but I'm I'm glad they have is uh, "Story of a Girl." You remember that song? Yeah. God Almighty, man! I I knew every I knew every lyric of that, like, thought, and I hadn't thought about that song in 20 years. Bro. And you get to the and you get to the third chorus, and they, they do that little pause. It's like you. <laughs> this is the story of a girl yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I always I always recognize it it always kind of gives me a little bit more of a, a little bit more juice uh good song <laughs> good song no doubt sure. who, who did that song uh so nine days is the nine days band. i i thought it was stroke nine which you can see how i would make that that comparison but stroke nine did little black backpack if you remember that song yeah um so yeah but but uh, that was a, that was like a, I had I had both of those on a burnt CD at different points. Everybody did, buddy. Yeah. We had like the same 12 songs on every burnt CD and then like the four new ones that we ran into. Uh what are you drinking? So tonight I'm drinking uh Pernicious by Wicked yeah. Weed Brewing. Um a uh, nice uh, IPA. Uh, I'm a big IPA guy as you might know. I kind of trended away from Wicked Weed for a while because they sold out to Budweiser, and I like to support the local guys. But listen, let's be real. I'm at Copper Hill. My beer selection's a little bit stifled for that reason. Um, we've got a couple of great local craft breweries, including Buck Bald, who's on my hat. Uh, those are my boys. But um, if you're going to go to the beer store and pick something up, you got to get kind of whatever's on tap. And 
they had some sweet water. I thought about that G13, uh, and I might probably end up doing that at some point. But tonight is pernicious uh, by Wicked Weed uh, for me. What about you? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm enjoying some electrolytes. Oh, yeah. a little bit, of de- little bit of decaf coffee. I'm letting the system rest a little bit tonight. No poison inside of me that uh, I've I've had a cleanse, an involuntary cleanse for the past like uh, 20 hours or so. But uh, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, but yeah, I, I figured it'd be a good idea to kind of keep the rice diet thing going um, for at least another day. I got a spring practice to cover tomorrow, which is pretty crazy. Um, can't believe we're already there. Um, the march toward... 2023 began months ago weeks ago um but this is the march as we get to see it and it's going to be fun i know you guys talked about it probably a little bit last night on the uh on the georgia show Uh, but i will say uh friday night i had a beer that i will probably um frequent revival hall tap room to have and i believe it was called either pop it and bock it or bock it and pop bock it and pop it bock it and pop it makes sense yeah, yeah but it's a it's a german bock it's a it's a kind of a uh, it's a dark um kind of heavy but also just super nutty and really good tasting beer um enjoyed it a lot i can't i don't know i can't remember the exact name of it but it was a german bock man it was it was strong and it was really well, good i had a i had a, a well couple of bock is a well done bock is pretty hard to pass up. yeah no doubt i love shiner bock. that's my barbecue beer mm-hmm. so i had about um i think i had about four or five ounce pours of it um i didn't want to go big heavy pours because i think it was something around like ten and a half percent or something and i um yeah mm-hmm. and that's all i drank that night um i didn't i didn't throw down it was my it was my wife's turn to drink so i had about you know like i said about four or five ounce pours of that which comes down to about a pint and a half pint and a quarter so it wasn't too much um, but yeah, we had a great time. Great barbecue place too. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of black market barbecue. Um, they had a food truck there. Tremendous. Some of the best brisket I've, I've had in the state of Georgia ever. And, uh, and it was really good too, but, um, yeah, kind of, kind of getting my, uh, kind of getting my beer taste back a little bit, kind of enjoying the beer back a little bit. Yeah. So gotta I get, up, gotta get ready home. for the beach. I went down to, uh, Chattanooga, uh, well up to, I guess, uh, for me. I went up to Chattanooga on Friday, uh, hit Monkey Town Brewing and then Wonderlinger Brewing. Um, had a couple nice beers at both of them. Uh, had a good time. Drank probably way too much. And so I'm kind of still nursing that uh, on a Monday <laughs> night just because I'm on the downward slide toward 40 at this point. And that's how it goes these days, man. So, um, yeah, but but uh, some some good stuff going on in the craft brew scene up in Chattanooga. Uh, I had a great time. So, well, at least you're. I'm closer to forty than I am thirty nine. So, um, <laughs> which hurts a little bit. <laughs> I called my wife this weekend. I said I don't think I want a big party for my fortieth birthday. I think we'll go to Cotton Calf Kitchen there in Brazelton, or we'll go to Chuck's Fish in Athens or something, and uh, uh, with some good friends, and you know, have some drinks and have some good food, some expensive food, and enjoy it. But uh, yeah. I Listen, I, and you know, I talked to you on Friday when you were in Chattanooga. And uh, listen, I, I cast some aspersions on the city of Marietta. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. But um, I tell you why I cast some, and, and it was no nobody's fault but my own. I took my kids to my grand uh, to their grandparents who live in uh, who live in West Cobb. They live in uh, Powder Springs. Um, shout out to Lala and G, good people. Eastern territory, baby. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. And, uh, so I went and I dropped them off 
and everything went great. And I was so happy that my son wasn't like freaking out. He's three, just wanting to come with me. So I left and I get, I mean, like you said, I drew a card. I took, I took a card out of the deck and it was the ace of spades, baby. And I drove, I got out clean and clear. I got all the way out on 285, no traffic, was merging onto 85. And my mother-in-law calls me. She goes, hey, where are the car seats? And I'm like, they're with me. I didn't even have to look back. I just knew. I just knew where they oh, were. Oh, that was just that. That's that. When you're just looking ahead, you don't even have to look back. That's just suffering, man. Yeah, that's I mean, just, right. Like, it, it came, as soon as it came out of her mouth, I went, they're with me. And so, looking back, what I had to deal with to, you know, at that point, I had a chance to get home by like three thirty. I ended up getting home about six forty-five. Yeah. I bet. Um, and, uh, or yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I know, it was five forty-five. I didn't get to follow up with you. I, how was the second go round at it? Bad. I mean, as bad as you expected. Bad. Yeah. She met, they met me at the end of Windy Hill, which was pretty cool. Um, not far from the stadium up there, which kind of helped me out some. What's that? Yeah. You'd have been home at eight otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But she, so they met me up there, but oh my God, man, I was so angry. And then, then you, by the time I got back to Windy Hill, um, that whole area, you couldn't move, you couldn't breathe, you couldn't. And uh, I was just, I was angry. I was tired. I was, and I was angry at me more than anything else. But still, I, I, I'm telling you right now, a hundred, a billion dollars. You say, Jake Rob, you get a billion dollars. You've got to live in Cobb County to keep all of it, but you can live anywhere else, and you just get a hundred million dollars. I'd have a hundred million dollars. I'd have a hard time spending it. I'd have a hard time spending all that because I would. Listen, I would, like I told somebody, I would find myself about 15 acres, maybe 20, 25 acres of land somewhere between Arcade and Nicholson, um, where there's where there's not a ton of mountains and there's not a bunch of flat land. Try to get me a little pond on it or something, build me a big house, build me a big barn dominium, and we're good to go. I wouldn't need anything else. Chad Dog says, I hate Atlanta. I tell people all the time, if I knew... So, like, right now, I don't have to go to Atlanta for anything in the, the near future or in the long-term future. But if I knew I did today, I would have anxiety about it already. Like, I, as, as soon as I know it, it's just a building anxiety for however long it is until I actually have to do it. And I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's, it's insanity. Because here's why. I'll be booking it down 85, and we're going smooth, and we're going smooth. And I'm talking about it's it's like Groundhog Day, dude. I mean, somewhere somewhere between Jimmy Carter and Spaghetti Junction, you're gonna just get jammed up. And well, I'm going swing through Papa Dough, man, at that Jimmy Carter. Yeah, and Where I'm gonna act, Martins. Yeah, I mean, listen, that Papa Dough is legit, though. That, I, mean, <laughs> I think we've been there's that. been a many a times I've covered Georgia Tech games and called <laughs> Papa Dough and be like, hey, I want a pasta Mardi Gras to grow to go and then just swing through and pick it up. Uh, I think one time I was just in there, just like scooping it out, like just you know tearing it up like, on the way back. But yeah, it, um, but you hit it, and and I I can have the same reaction. I say the same curse words. I get I get just as frustrated every single time, and uh, it's insanity because I guess I just keep doing it and expecting a different result. Yeah. Oh, no question. It's it's just pain, man. It really is. Like the, the, one of the only good things about it is like, there's a couple spots on the way back that I figured out. Like, like you said, like Papa Doe is, is great. I love to stop by there every time. Normally I treat myself to that QT over there in uh, near Decula. Uh, that's like the gateway to Athens is what I consider that man right off of 85. Um, 
and then uh, maybe you go to Chin's Family Restaurant and 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 Statham and Statham on your way back. Uh, so there's a couple reasons to go through there, but otherwise it's just suffering. Palmer's shaking his head. He's he's because he's a child. He's a child palate. Speaking of QT, <laughs> uh, if you've if you've ever gotten on 138, if you've ever gone that way, uh, hit 20, got on got in Conyers 138. You're, you yeah. take that left on 138. You're headed back towards Monroe. Yep. There's, a, there's a QT on the right. I stopped there one time. I had, I mean, just, you know, one of those like, hey, man, I got to right off the 20, right? Yeah. No, well, yeah, yeah, right off 20. It's very yep. close. Yep. Um, right before you get to, there's a really nice golf course down there. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Somebody will know in the comments. So, but right before you get there, there's a QT on the right. I stopped, run in and pee. Had to go real bad was leaving and I was like in a hurry because I was trying to get home. I think I was trying to get somewhere. And man, I tripped and stumbled and I went face first into that glass door <laughs> and that thing shattered into a million pieces. You broke a door with your face. With my whole body weight. <laughs> I mean just it just blew up. It was like somebody shot it with a with buckshot. It was Where's it was most unbelievable with one guy goes, man, I've been working with QT for 11 years and i've never seen one of these doors break <laughs> they're also at that same exit is a hooters and i've eaten at that hooters more than any other hooters in that in my life dude because listen i'll tell you this when you work recruiting and you know this you know this is true when you work recruiting you're looking for i i'm always looking for two things you're probably only looking for one thing i'm looking for wi-fi a place i know have wi-fi and then beer and so I want to go have a beer and I want to write a story that Hooters always had great Wi-Fi, always good beer. And a Daytona wing is uh, a delicacy. Yeah. The Daytona wing is pretty good. I can't remember the last time I ate at a Hooters though. It was probably, it might've been me and you like in Lawrenceville way back. Like I'm talking about like seven, eight years ago, maybe. Did, um, did we go to a Hooters? I think we did. I've been I to a lot of Hooters, man. <laughs> and I can't like, I don't go for the traditional reasons, man. It's like one of the, I, like I like I, they're cute girls, but like let's be real, man. Like the the, the one in Conyers, it, it ain't the Lawrenceville one, and yeah. it, it ain't the downtown Atlanta location either. I mean, yeah, I so mean, you know, God bless you. Yeah, Hooters ain't what it used to be. Those, yeah, I agree completely. Hooters it ain't, ain't what it used to be. be. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine, you know. Those women need loving too. All right, <laughs> let's get into <laughs> Dylan Brooks said he would pay for the security footage of your QT. Uh, so, so would I. I would too. I would. Yeah. So would I. I. I really, I like to imagine, I like to imagine that that day that, or when they submitted the request to come to get that door fixed or for on insurance or whatever, that they watched that thing over and over and over again. And I honestly believe that if I would have done it today, and this was literally like 10 years ago, if they would have done it today, I think it'd be on TikTok. <laughs> it'd be on TikTok. Like a five second clip, just bam. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there'd be a meme, I mean, there'd be like a gif of it. You know, like yeah. you passed around regularly, but yeah. hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. So let's get to this draft. And, and all, right. all right, I want to explain this draft. So uh, I got to thinking, so college football accoutrement, right? Like college football companions, what goes with college football? And, and listen, everything's on the table, and we're going to be specific with it. If you want to pick beer, pick beer. If you want to pick liquor, pick liquor. If you want to pick, you know, it doesn't matter. Hedges, whatever. What is synonymous with college football? And that's the draft. we got five-round snake draft. Um, I don't know who's going to go first. Wait, do you have a coin? I don't. Hold on. I can get one real quick. I'm, I'm that broke. Okay, give me a sec. He's not going to answer his door. <laughs> I don't I don't have Dean Leggy cash just sitting around. So I can't do this. Uh, Dean Leggy couldn't flip a coin either. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> mess with that metal. All right. So I got a quarter right here. What do you want? Heads or tails? Tails. Never fails. Let's see. Heads. Heads All right. Time. Okay. You want first or second pick? I'm gonna take second pick so I can get the snake. Okay. Okay. All right, All right now synonymous with college football <sighs> this is tough because i started tailgating way back in the day and i listened to tailgate for the longest time as much as i love the games and as much as i would get disappointed in the third quarter so you blow your leg out at the tailgate oh my god you did i tore my acl <laughs> i tore my acl tailgate uh we need to be quiet about that i told some bosses i was doing something else <laughs> Also, also like the the least like the least impressive way to blow out a tailgate possible. You just stepped on a rug and blew your tailgate. Yeah, dude. Um, I wanted to cry. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. Um, so the tailgates were always the you know. Listen, I'd get to the third quarter of a game and I'd be disappointed because I knew it was going to be a week before I ever at least a week before I got back to see another game. Um, but the tailgates meant a lot. The brats, the 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 sausages from back home, the butcher shop. Uh, they would always get like slice up the Boston button. Basically, we'd cook them like you know uh, Korean barbecue style. Just kind of put them on the grill and uh, be kind of thin. Uh, but so I'm going to go um, basically, and I know this is not what it is. Yeah, it is kind of what it is. A, a cookout. A cookout goes whether you're at home. Yeah. Okay. Whether whether you are at the, it's not a barbecue, it's a cookout. Right. And uh, if you know a, a barbecue can be a cookout, a cookout cannot be a barbecue. So we're just okay. going to go straight up cookout. Whether you're at home, whether it's synonymous with college football, got to have a cookout. Okay, no, that's fair. That's a great pick. Cookouts, cookout is important. And we're learning, and we're learning, you know, slowly why I weigh sixty pounds more than you do. <laughs> cookout, cookout is important. It's important, but it's not the end all be all. Because with my first pick, and I'm glad you didn't take it. I was worried you were because it sounded like this was the direction you were going to go. I'm going to go with friends, man. Yeah, friends, okay. friends is my first round pick uh, for uh, college football. The company you keep really makes it, man. You get the stories with those people. You get the great company. You get that one guy who's insane and doing the shots all the time. You got one guy working the grill consistently. The friends are, are what makes it to me. And uh, you can't have a good cookout without your friends. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with friends for my number one pick in in our uh, tailgate draft or in our uh, college football draft. 
I really wish yeah. we had the NFL draft sound effect here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had Palmer with card right now. I wish I wish Palmer had a card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We get some props if I come hand it in. All right. So I get I get snake pick here. All right. So I'm coming in. Second pick for sure to me is beer easily. I'm I'm yeah. a huge beer okay. lover. I'm a big beer nerd. And the reason I'm picking beer over liquor is because you can do it all day. You can drink beer from the time you wake up in the morning, six o'clock. I mean, you're gonna get drunk, but you you can drink beer a lot longer than you can. Uh, a bottle of Jack Daniels. So to me, if you got friends and beer, you got a really good day of college football ahead of you. Beer, my number two pick in this draft. Had a had a couple instances back in college when uh, when we would get started on the pong um, about <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. Sure. And then you know it'd be a seven o'clock kickoff. It'd be eleven thirty. You've been playing pong for a couple hours, and you're just looking around. You're like, I gotta hit the brakes. Yeah, I gotta hit the brakes, or I'm not going anywhere. I told okay. Robert I told Robert Trigg though one time, and you can you can really do this. Like with beer, especially like a keg of beer, right? Yeah. You can get that all day buzz, right? Yeah. Like but like you can just ride. Like you don't, you're you're not you're not totally wasted. You can't drive a car, certainly, but you're not going to be a danger to yourself or others. Yeah. And and you can just keep that thing riding, man. Beer Good little four-foot wave. Good little four-foot wave that beer yeah. can provide. Yeah. Yeah, speaking, of, speaking of friends, a good story that I don't know if I'll ever be able to inject this otherwise. Uh, back in 2011, uh, I had just started covering recruiting. Uh, a buddy of mine came to Athens. He had a parking pass in, uh, in uh, Legion Pool, and he brought a guy named Giles Garrison. Uh, Giles c- follows me on Twitter. He's a Giles played some college football in Indiana. Big muscled up dude. Lived down in Miami. So and he's like a big a Miami Hurricanes played. fan. What's sounds, that? Like a guy who, sounds like a guy who played football. Giles yeah. Garrison's a great college He got hit player. by a car at some point in, in his adulthood and had this big scar across his head right here, and he was bald. Uh, but he's a really good athlete, and uh, he had this Walmart uh, Georgia jersey that just said Bulldogs 35 on it. It was white, <laughs> right? Who was, so he in, who was 35 at that time? I think Rennie Curran, maybe. No, <laughs> okay. Rennie Curran was long gone. Long okay. gone. Probably uh, Mike Gilliard, actually. <laughs> okay. um, but uh could have been Veron Haynes' jersey. Who knows? Uh, so, Giles comes into town. We go to Magnolia's the night before, hang out, do some, you know, do some drinking, uh, go to next morning. It's like a noon game. So, we're out there at – so Giles is up and at him at six o'clock in the morning, pacing. We called him Hurricane Giles. He's a big Miami fan, but he hit Athens like a cat five, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because he's just pacing at like eight o'clock and like six o'clock in the morning. We get out there to the tailgate. Fans are walking by, kind of. You know how people walk to the, you know, walk around campus at you know eight thirty in the morning. It's a little slower than normal, and he's not saying he's not calling it UGA. He's screaming. Go U G. Um, <laughs> he's not a Georgia fan. <laughs> he busts out. He busts out the fish bowl. Um, he starts making fish bowls like crazy. He's got straws for everybody. Um, he gets it going like crazy. Goes to the game. Goes out. Him and my buddy Nate go out after the game. They're staying at my place. I'm coming downstairs Sunday morning at like 7 o'clock when they come into my house. And that white Rennie Curran bulldog jersey, go UG, is, is like, uh, it's like uh, 
my man John McClain and Die Hard. That thing is already <laughs> that is already turned brown, baby. He's been wearing it all night long. Yeah. We go to Five Star Day Cafe. He orders two entrees, eats everything. <laughs> is this guy everything. alive? Is he is he with us? He is. He's got kids and a wife, and I think they live up in Ohio now. They're doing great. Yeah. Uh, he came, so he came back for the Auburn game that year, and Georgia put a like a big time whipping on Auburn. I believe Isaiah Crowell and Carlton Thomas both went for yes. over 100 yards in that game. Yeah. So uh, he comes back for that game, and there's an Auburn fan with a seersucker suit, um, and they get to play, and they get to play in like a little football game or whatever. And the Auburn kid runs up to him and grabs him around the waist. And he goes, oh, we're playing tackle. And he takes off running across the parking lot. <laughs> the Auburn kid doesn't let go. He gets up and the seersuckers are torn from the thigh to the middle of the shin, dude. They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. He's bleeding. It's, I mean, I'm telling you, this cat, I, I wish everybody could have known him. I feel blessed to have known Giles Garrison. But well, let's get back to this draft. I've, I've, I've gotten a little crazy. Well, yeah, you're up. I mean, it's your pick. Yeah, it is my pick. <laughs> You're on the snake here. No, just oh, yeah, yeah, I've got the snake. Got to come on with us. So yeah, we, we may have to get Giles Garrison to come on here with us. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you don't do it, but uh, my next pick is you don't do it before the sun goes down. But you've got to have a little bit of brown. There's got to be a yeah. little bit of brown liquor. I'm not saying you got to drink all of it, or that's all you got to do. Uh, and shout out to my man, Dale Spivey, who back in 2009 filled up a Powerade bottle about that big with Crown Royal, put it in his back pocket and just walked into Sanford Stadium with it. And uh, also an Auburn game, he's over here spraying. Now, listen, listen. All right. So so you came in with that story. I'm coming in with my freshman year, right? Georgia Auburn, 2005. I remember it so vividly, and I don't know how because I had – I drank about a handle of, uh, of Southern Comfort, but I remember so, so, but yeah, it was a, yeah. Southern Comfort was put on this planet to kill me and almost did several times, but I remember so vividly GBI coming up through the stadium and we were like, we're, everybody's like, what's going on? What's going on? And I looked over and there was a guy standing and it's like, um, it's where the, they bring the recruits now. And there was like a landing pad there. And they were going straight for him, and he's raising his hands up, and he's going, what did I do? And in his hand, he has a handle of Crown Royal. <laughs> he's in the stadium, and he's going, what did I do? <laughs> I don't know how he got it in, but oh I, as, as, as drunk as I was, I'll never forget that. And yeah, oh, something right there almost killed me, man. Oh, the just that's a skit, dude. That's like a that's a that's a um uh, y'all mentioned it last night on the show. Uh, um, you should leave or what is what's the name of that, what's the name of that sketch comedy? I think you should leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you should leave. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. That's that's like that or Saturday Night Live. That's something coming off there. All right, number uh, my third pick. Um, mm, this is a tough one because I've got a couple that I'm, and you know. I, I said cookout, obviously. The post-game tailgate is synonymous for me with Clutch. college football. The post-game tailgate. You talk about the game. You talk about everything that happened. You wait for traffic to clear. Um, the post-game tailgate may be the best tailgate. Okay. But, yeah, the post-game tailgate is synonymous with me for college football. Okay. With college football. 
All right. Okay. Good, good choice. Good choice. I don't hate it. Uh, so I'm going to go with pork. Pork is my next pick. Uh, sausages, pork butt, uh, whole pig. I've had it all at a tailgate. Uh, I feel like some instance of sauce, uh, you know, even even a breakfast sausage in like a Rotel dip. Uh, I'm going with pork for my next pick. You got to have some sort of pork. A burger is great. Uh, you can get by with some chicken. Pork is easily consumable in the hot dog, the sausage. I'm going with pork. Uh, for- I cooked a big pot of chili one time in a uh, in a low country boil pot set up. Oh, yes. Uh, let me tell you something, man. I cooked it, walked away from it. The locusts took it down. It was over. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah, Uncle Glenn Hartley says pigs in a blanket. Luke, little smoke. Hey, Uncle Glenn Hartley, Uncle Glenn Hartley hit something that 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 I can't really get with just yet because of what I said about the thing, but he brought up Low Country Boil a while ago, and that is the most underrated tailgate no, food no, ever. No, no. You do not feel like garbage when it's over. I will say this though. I will say this about Low Country Boil. You can't you don't want to eat like shrimp that's like eight to ten hours old. So you don't want to cook it in the morning and then eat it after the game. So no, no, you, but, you but, but, knock it but out. a brat, but a brat, if I find a brat, I'm gonna eat the brat, man. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that worried. <laughs> Ooh, got a bite out of it. Mm. Ooh, cured, cured cured pork, man. <laughs> um, all right. So I got pork uh for my pick. My next one, I'm coming out with, uh, I'm going to say comfortable seating. Whether where, whether you're at the tailgate, whether you're at the game, whether you're at your house, you want the sweet chair, man. You want the chair, right? You want to be at your on your couch. You want to have your great camping chair. You want to have maybe the seat back, right? I'm going with comfortable seating for my next pick. It's a good one. That's a good one, dude. Look um, at look at this list I've got. Look at it right here. I'm just, I'm 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 owning this draft. <laughs> <laughs> if you had these four things right now, you would have a great a great college football Saturday. Yeah, and I think if you look at mine, you're you're thinking this could get out of control. <laughs> you're going, which is unusual because I I think if our friends were um, uh, surveyed here. It'd probably say I'm probably the harder partier of the two of us, but you yours is going more toward the party than I. Yeah, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the difference between me and you. You're right. You're gonna you would drink harder than I would. All right, on on average. But you take it. You know, let's say you send us to ten tailgates, ten college football Saturdays, whatever. The one who's gonna end up in the middle of the street. Um, <laughs> trying to jump on hoods of cars as they come by is probably going to be me. Yeah. Um, no I'm probably going to let it get off the rails a little more than you are. You, <laughs> you, you've at, you'll act like you've been there and I'll have a time or two where I won't, um, which is why I'm going to go. Um, listen, get out of jail uh, free card. No, <laughs> this is not synonymous with college football. <laughs> I've got another great story as far as get out of jail free card. This is a secondhand story. We'll get to that one in a second. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. 
we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, listen, you need good women. You need good women in, in college football. And the, and the reason why is everything I just stated. My wife, she keeps me in line. She keeps me, she keeps, she brings out the best in me. So I'm going to need her to be around on the college football Saturday if I'm not working. Uh, and she always is. If I'm not working, she's there. I had a couple uh, last year, 2021, where I had co- or my daughter had COVID and I had to watch him from home. She was right there through them all. So, uh, yeah, we need, uh, we need, you need good women around, good women who help you go around and collect all the money that, that you've, uh, that you've <laughs> yeah, spent spit on trying. the tailgate. Yeah. Well, Here's the Venmo. Here's the Venmo. Send yeah. it to the Venmo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and my wife's good at that. Uh, my wife will also set the tone for a good mid tailgate nap. Um, whether it's in a chair or whether she goes and crawls into somebody's car, she doesn't know. Um, it's there will be a nap taken. Um, you need a good, you need good women um, to keep it uh, between the lines. And then, um, man, I'm kind of out, uh, honestly, because anything else I say is going to kind of be. Uh, I tell you what. Well, yeah. Here we'll go with this. Being horse on Sunday, no voice on Sunday okay. is synonymous to me with college football. During my younger years, whenever I was, uh, whenever it was uh, ready, you know, you get in there, um, you know, do your things and ask for forgiveness on Sunday mornings, and you're trying to sing the red back hymnal. And it just, <laughs> uh, you come out sounding a little you bit like McLovin. Forgiving you for that one, buddy. <laughs> you What's know? That? I said, you know, Jesus ain't forgiving you for what happened yesterday. <laughs> hey, he could. He, he could. says he, he says he will. Um, <laughs> and then you know, you're sitting there trying to sing um, the old rugged cross, and uh, it's just coming out like McLovin, and uh, that's just how it goes. So yeah. All right, all right. So last pick, right? I guess of the whole draft uh, for me, um, I'm going to take. Um, Late night restaurants. I'm taking a little Italy. Uh, there was a, God, what was it? Eat Hibachi a few years ago. That was in downtown Athens. Uh, doggone good barbecue. You got to have that place, man. You you know you're going out after the game. You're going to hit the bars. You got to have that place. You're not cooking anymore. You've eaten all the sausages at the tailgate. So you're going. <laughs> so you're going out. You're going downtown. You're going to find your place. You're going for that little Italy slice, maybe a stromboli, maybe the Waffle House, as Glenn Hartley says. Yeah, classic, of course. Uh, Italian special uh, with the toast on it, with uh, a little bit of marinara sauce. I don't know. I, that's that's uh, late night food. Easily, easy for me. I'm going to make an honorable mention pick for you, and it's Alka Seltzer. Uh, <laughs> you're going to need it. Dr. Kevorkian is probably the better <laughs> suggestion for me. <laughs> That's my Sunday morning pick. <laughs> and, uh, 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 you know, one of the things that I think we probably missed on here that probably should have gotten to the voice, the voice of the who, who's calling well, the game, sure. who, whose voice is synonymous with college football for you? Yeah. Uh, oh, for me? Yeah. Vern, Uncle Vern, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Vern Lundquist, man. Listen, I like SEC on CBS, it didn't matter who was playing. That was on my TV, right? Like I had Georgia on some some uh, some streaming platform, 
but I always had whatever was on SEC on CBS on because you knew it was a big game. And Vern Lindquist was always that guy, man. And so for me, it's Uncle Vern. Chad Dog, me and Palmer hit a Shoney's in Tennessee on the way up to the Kentucky game this past year. And it was not a pretty sight what we did to that buffet at all. <laughs> um, ah, man, so there, the young bucks aren't going to remember this, and you probably don't even remember it. But uh, the, voice that's, the voice that's in my head for college football um, and will forever be that way is Ron Franklin. He used to call the ESPN night game back in the late 90s, maybe even into – I don't think he was too much into the early 2000s, but Ron Franklin had a legendary voice. Um, him and Bill Godfrey, I believe it was, called the game with Adrian Karsten or Dr. Jerry Punch uh, on the sidelines, maybe both. But uh, Adrian uh, Adrian Karsten was a big six seven white-haired man who would walk through the through – the, uh, walk up into the crowd sometimes and you were just like, Oh my God, who is this man? Mike Gofford. That's right. Not bill. Um, but yeah, he, um, guys, I'm telling you, if you, if you don't know who that is, try to go back and watch a call or something with, from one of those games, because I felt like he did it so well. And it also meant if you were watching that game, there was something going on. I, I one of the games I'll never forget from him was a Florida LSU game. I think Georgia played LSU the very next week where a quarterback named Herb Tyler just carved Florida up. Booger McFarlane was with LSU at the time. Um, hell of a game. Um, yeah, that 1996. <laughs> Chad Dog was there, man. He was. He remembers. Yeah, so that was a good one too. Quick story though, before we um, before we spin out, you talk about good friends and and uh, and not getting too out of hand and driving. Uh, some one of my good friends, my golfing buddy uh, Andy. We won't say last names to keep from incriminating people. Uh, he's from South Carolina. Uh, went went to uh, went to high school at Williston Elko. They won some state championships there. One of his good buddies from high school, or, or a few of his good buddies from high school, went to a Georgia South Carolina game at Columbia years back. Um, and one of his buddies is a guy named Skeeter. And Skeeter is uh, his name's Mike in real life, but that was his that was his nickname. And Skeeter got into a horrible accident when he was I don't know probably in his late thirties, and uh, a, a one that left him um, you know quadriplegic. Uh, he um, he has to have a motorized wheelchair to get around. He's got the use of kind of one hand, but he worked hard and fought back to where he could drive. And uh, so they got a little too drunk at a game at that South Carolina game. And Skeeter, they were like, hey, we call somebody to pick us up. And Skeeter was like, well, I ain't that bad, man. And hell, they ain't going to lock me up. So they get in the car and everything. And lo and behold, somebody stops short on him and they run. He bumps into the back of them. And Skeeter thinks, well, you know, I got my situation going on. There's no way. They pulled his ass out of that chair and they put him <laughs> oh in the back God. of the cop car. And <laughs> they did, man. They did. And his his uh his better half was not happy I at bet. all. Uh but yeah, that was uh they don't care in Columbia, South Carolina. They're getting you in your gut. But uh one of my least favorite cities. Yeah, I, I I'm it's growing on me a little I've bit. I've never had a good time in Columbia. It's growing on me a little bit. Last couple of times I've been there, it's been okay. Uh, but yeah, it's not. It's the food, not. The food's not terrible. The bar scene is not desirable. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's becoming okay for me. Uh, maybe I'm just kind of, but I don't think Georgia's going to have to worry about going there consistently whenever the SEC schedules come out. Um, because I like are a lot of other people. Are you surprised by that? A little bit, but like I, a lot of other people are saying, I'm here in Kentucky. I, I've heard some chatter about that here lately. That Georgia's gonna it's gonna be that's Auburn, Florida, and Kentucky. That's better. I mean, Lexington's, Lexington's a great town. 
Yeah, I just I just don't want to drive there if I can help it. No, I, I understand. I understand. But once you're there, it's a good place to be. Oh, it is 100%. I love Lexington, Kentucky. We had a blast. We, You know, Palmer and I went up there this past year. We went to a place we'd never been before, some kind of German fusion place that was tremendous. It was really good, good time. You got fifth. Uh, you got Smithtown Seafood right there with a brewery attached to it. That's real good. I know you think about seafood in Kentucky. Whatever, it's good. Good stuff. All right, Jake on Jake, man. Jake on Jake. What you got for me tonight? All right, man. I'm gonna ask you this because I've actually had this one percolating for a few weeks uh, uh, here. Um, when I say the word hero, who comes to mind for Jake Rowe? Man, I don't want to be corny when I say this. Um, I do love my dad. I'm Sturgill Simpson, you know, decided to write a song about my hero, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were I thought you were like, I love my dad. Also, Sturgill Simpson's uh, one of my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I, I mean, obviously, my dad is is the guy. I mean, that that dude, um, man, you if you see my dad's knees and elbows and the 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 way he crawled around under houses to to uh to install, you know, central air for people who built houses before that central air was even invented. The, the things he did to put food on the table for us is tremendous. I love my mom, but if I'm looking at, at, at hero and I, I gotta say, I gotta say Pat Tillman, man, I gotta say a guy like Pat Tillman because you want to, I mean, you want to talk about walking away from money and fame and fortune and, probably a, a spot in the booth if he really wanted to, like a Greg Olson or, or somebody like that. Dude just, I mean, I don't care if it was friendly fire. I don't care about the circumstances or what, how it happened. I mean, I do care, but it, it doesn't slant how I feel about him. Um, when that happened, that was one of the most inspirational things. And um, I had never really considered going into the military, and I didn't consider it then, but I did feel bad for not doing it. You know what I mean? Like I was like, God, I'm. Like, I'm I, I never considered, and also I didn't then. <laughs> I didn't then, but but I tell you what, I, I had to come to the self realization that you are some serious kind of wuss. Yeah, you are some serious kind of weakling, scared person. So yeah, uh, Pat Tillman is a guy. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, if I and, and if I'm going in the sports world, um, I think all the people watching this right now would probably, I mean. Andy Staples talked about him, Louis Grizzard. And I said, oh, I know he wasn't just a sports guy, but Louis Grizzard, man, if I could, if I could be as remembered as I want to be as a, as a writer, I mean, who, who else could you pick? You know, and there's, there was never been another like him. Sure. Yeah. I was just I mean, going to give you a chance to opine on Louis. Well, I, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I love Louis Grizzard. If I could pick to be remembered like somebody, I'd probably pick Hunter S. Thompson, but I mean, I, that's not really in the recruiting world. <laughs> what, did he, what, did, what did he tell that guy in uh, Fear and Love in Las Vegas? Just, uh, I, love, I like the shape of your head. Like <laughs> oh, I, I love the shape of your head. The ride, man. Um, yeah. yeah. No, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, but what we're talking about are, are very unique voices, essentially. And so, yeah, I think in, in that respect, it's true. And for me, too, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm an old school, for me, I mean, for my age group, ESPN fan. Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon around the horn inspired so much of what I wanted to do in, in this space and like being a part of uh, uh, journalism essentially. So um, I would definitely say those two guys for sure. I don't know what Tomahawk's talking about here. If he's saying I'm his hero, man, Jake we got to get, get some stuff worked out. 
I know a good, good therapist. <laughs> All, right, All, right. All right, listen, we've, we've talked about, and you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer the way that, uh, that, you know, I'm trying to get you to answer because you may not feel this way, but I'm trying to segue at some point into a, into a multi-show discussion about a song and you know what song I'm talking about, but, when you listen to country music, what is the most prime country music? And listen, we've done so much of that together. We've discussed it. We've talked about it. We'll just hit each other up out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the most ridiculous thing that has ever been written into a country music song, in your opinion? Oh, I, for me, it's easy. Uh, it's like we were. you started kind of setting this up. And I knew, like you said, I know where you were going. And I know what maybe you wanted, the direction you wanted this to move. But for me, it's it's Sammy Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's, uh, I knew that was going to probably be it. Queen of my double wide trailer. When he talks about uh, uh, the lobster tank, the slow gin fizz, the country fried steak, that is, there does, there's not a restaurant on earth that has those three things. And if they do, I defy them to uh, come come into this comment section and tell us whether they are. I will come pay full price and I will have all three of those things. I will eat a lobster tail. I will have a slow gin fist. I will eat a country fried steak at your establishment at my own dime. I have no problem with that. But they that to me is is absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Not only in country music, maybe just in, in music in general. Uh, the suggestion that such a place exists, outrageous. Sammy Kershaw, libelous. <laughs> hey, and listen, if, I'm, if I ever get that live in Marietta scenario and I get $100 million, I will open a restaurant. We will serve all three. And even if we make it, are, the, special. Have, make it the special on the meat, the, the Kershaw. Make it yeah. the Kershaw. <laughs> Kershaw. Three course deal right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So I was trying to, I, w- I was hoping. Well, I didn't care, but it's what I'm segueing into here is a multi-show discussion. It's something, a thread we're probably going to weave in and out of our shows coming. And it is the absolute ludicrous nature of a song called Indian Outlaw. Um, listen, which, first, which, 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 let me give you that. So do you know the background of Indian Outlaw? I don't know. No, no. I okay. So Indian Outlaw was totally shelled by everything I've ever read, everything I've ever seen. It was, it was shelved. The record company didn't want it, didn't like it, didn't appreciate the single. They get new ownership. Suddenly, they put it out, and it propels Tim McGraw to ultimate stardom. But it was not like Tim McGraw basically had a dead single there. It was not really something that anybody was very interested in. And um, it's... You know, it's 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 certainly carried on in such a way, and especially in our lives. <laughs> Thanks to Bomber for, for the. <laughs> I mean, also too, like, like, listen, Tim McGraw. I know has like turned into like sort of a sex symbol, I guess, in country music. Faith Hill always was, but like Tim McGraw, like he gets the ladies going now. Like that guy right there looks like he shoots pool at the local place that I go to, man. I yeah, mean, he, he listen. He looks like he looks like he's that guy right there. Looks like if you that's ask the me, Daniel from the Torque Ranch that John, that he, Shammy no, if, if you're telling me, hey, what's this guy doing in 30 years? I'm like, he's cutting keys at Ace Hardware. 
you know, yeah. like he's 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 helping people get into their trailers at Ace Hardware, you know, or <laughs> trying to trying to help them with their locks. But Randy um, Owens back there working the key counter. <laughs> yeah, you're coming in there with an Allen screw, and you're just like, you know, hey, listen, I'm trying to put this bed together. Oh yeah, our furniture stuff's over here. Um, but no, listen. First of all, that that show that song right there would 100% be shelved now. Um, and he would be canceled. I am very shocked that the man hasn't had to relive it a million a times percent. over. A thousand percent. And, I, I, and I'm we kind of glad he this. didn't. We were on this, though. Like, so, all right, we, we, you've got to give some background context for this. Th- this is not the first time that Jake Rowe and I have discussed Indian Outlaw. It's probably the 300th time that we've discussed Indian Outlaw. The first of which was... Uh, going down to Georgia, Florida, it came on the radio and we just like dove in on an analysis of the song and how bullshit most of the lyrics were, how ridiculous they were. I mean, are, I mean, and, and some of them that we haven't even discussed before, like he's Cherokee or Choctaw. Where is, where in the hell is he getting Buffalo skin to make? <laughs> I mean, it's I guess, his, I guess his, nation, man. I guess his lady is a Chippewa and, and, you know, they roam the North Dakota, Canada border <laughs> regions. What are you, you trying to tell research. me? You've done some research for the territory. I did. There. I did it today. Uh, I, 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 you know, you're trying to tell me that we had we had buffalo somewhere between Georgia and you know Cherokee. I mean, come on, man, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And we're, listen, we're going to weave this through. We're going to get into it uh, in in other shows. We're going to you know we're going to talk about the ridiculous nature of this song. And listen, I, I think we need to. I think the one thing I think we need to do is this song has benefited from miracle after miracle after miracle it's a miracle that that man with that face right there made it it's a miracle that this song hasn't been canceled a million times i heard it on 99.3 the other day how is it still on the radio listen hey listen if anybody has connections watching this podcast get tim mcgraw on this show all right we do not have those kind of those kind of ties but i would love to discuss it with tim, listen, McGraw, tim McGraw, jake if tim mcgraw was my best friend if he was my best friend in the world, I would not ask him to come on this show and talk about it. <laughs> he should move away. Is that what you're saying? He should. Avoid I wouldn't that. do that. He needs to leave this song alone. <laughs> I, I'm sure he hasn't performed it in a very long time. He needs to leave it alone. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, by the way, over here in the comments, Chad Dog says, "Big Daddy Seafood, Mooresville, North Carolina." You can get all three of the things mentioned in the Sammy Kershaw song. Where is Mooresville, North Carolina? Because Jake Rowe and I will do a live remote <laughs> of this show at that Big Daddy Seafood if they have all three. Mooresville, North Carolina. Oh man, it's not that far away. It's just a. It's a little bit north of Concord. It's on Lake Norman. Oh, Concord. Okay. Yeah, okay. a little bit north of Charlotte. Okay. So it's not forever and a day away. You can uh, you get a you get a Charlotte, get on seventy seven, hit hit it right on up. Get us. Uh, listen, set it up, man. I'll be there. Slow gin fizzes all night. I'm Jake. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. I'm much more likely to pay a DoorDasher three hundred bucks to bring it to me, like in Georgia, <laughs> <laughs> to go up that way. <laughs> Oh man, I'll take my own slow gym fist for God's sakes. <laughs> Put it in a cooler. Yeah, I, I want. I mean, that's what what I think would probably be the hardest thing to get would, would be a slow gym fizz out of the whole thing because I haven't seen one of those on the menu and uh, on the drink menu in a long time. I feel like, I feel like a a country fried steak plus a lobster is that's a tough crossover. You don't run into a lot of places that are doing both things. 
Now, I will say, I'm more apt to find the place that does the country fried steak. The Conoco in McKaysville, Georgia. A fantastic one. <laughs> gas station. Hey, gas station, gas station food. It hits. Underrated. It hits. Yeah, we'll do a uh, – we, we, we got some things planned, but listen, Brandon Adams is going to be with us next week. I can't and, wait. Uh, we're we're going to be on our best bad behavior of, of all time because Brandon is a professional – and uh, he's going to have some good stories to tell. I'm really excited to have him on because he's really, he genuinely is probably one of my favorite people in this entire world. But I got nothing else for you people on this show. You got anything for him, Bruce? Nah, let's rock and roll, man. They get home. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, go back and check out the other episodes where we have actual guests. And it's not just Jake Rowe and I engaging in self indulgence, as I said during the first one. So. Yes, 100%. Hey, everybody get some good sleep tonight. And uh, because tomorrow we spring practice. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.